Hi guys, welcome back to the Thick Fit Fitness Podcast. Hannah Polly here, and of course, I have Courtney Jones here with me. Courtney, how are you doing today? I'm good. Um, I so like this week is kind of like one of the weeks, like right before you go on vacation, where you're like, okay, like is it here yet? <laughs> like, is it time <laughs> to leave yet? I'm like ready. Um, but also too, I don't know if you saw my story. I have like some sort of like um sinus thing going on. So like I'm sick. Um, and I leave on Sunday. And so if you're listening to this later, today is Thursday. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm just going to go to the doctor this morning just to like check to see, like, to make sure like I'm good and I can travel and like, I don't have COVID. So I got that, like I got tested just to make sure. Um, but I just have like, uh, just the common cold. Um, and I just have to take like over the counter medicine, but I'm like, what a perfect time to get sick before you leave for vacation to Mexico. I feel like I could hear it in your voice when we were voice memoing earlier. Um, and I, yeah. I started to watch your story and I'm like, oh shoot, I gotta get ready for the podcast. So I didn't finish it yet, but I did see that, like you said something about being sick. So dang, I'm so sorry, but hopefully the next yeah. few days you feel better. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, I don't feel terrible. It's just, you know how you just have like, you're like nasally, um, yeah. you get sick. Like that's how I feel. Uh, but other than that, this week has been good. Um, it again, one of those weeks where it's like, okay, like I'm ready. Like, is yeah. this week over yet? Is it time to leave yet? So I'm like ready to, ready to go on vacation. I feel like it's been a lot like gloomier this week outside too. So it's kind of like makes me want to take a nap. Yeah, uh, and also too, just, you know, obviously like with the head cold, you're like, you want to nap anyways, <laughs> but the weather has made me want to nap too. Um, I feel like there was something else that I was going to tell you too but I can't remember what it was <laughs> that's my brain this week too oh, is, my God. Uh, oh ever since like <laughs> being in this uh this cut right now which is exciting um it's exciting to see just because I haven't done a cut like uh I did a little one like for my wedding but I haven't done like a serious like cut in a while And so doing this one, I feel like my thinking isn't like as sharp as normal. Like I I know it's normal when you're in a deficit, but I feel like I'm not in any crazy deficit, but like with adding in cardio and, and like eating in deficit, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I don't think my brains were like, I can't think like clearly sometimes. Yeah. What is going on? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you poor thing. It's just something different too. And I think it does. I mean, it's a big change on your body and, you know, being more in a deficit, especially if it's something you're not used to, you know? So I totally feel that. It's so funny. Cause I feel like I've been really spacey this week too. I'm like, why is my brain broken every day? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> it's super cool though. to like, just because, you know, like when you're in the kind of where we're at in our fitness journeys, it's like, a lot harder to lose weight because you have to be a lot more adherent. Yes. Um, because like, you know, you're in a pretty decent spot to where your body's like, Oh, we don't need a deficit. Um, right. <laughs> because we're good, but yeah. <laughs> being in a deficit and like trying to lose weight now, like I have to be more restrict, like more strict, um, with my eating and things like that and like eating out and whatnot. And like, 
in the beginning, I knew like, that's what I needed to do. But when you go into a deficit, you're like, okay, like I really need to clean up my, like clean up my act, um, in order to get the results. And like being a coach, we know like consistency and and doing all these things and hitting the mark is like how you get the best results. But for some reason, like when you're in it, it just feels so much harder. (laughs) Um, and so I've been, you know, in it the last couple of weeks and I'm like, man, this is hard. It's hard dieting. And I like, I forget how hard it is to be like, not necessarily restrictive, but you still have to give up and have some sort of like boundaries with food and eating in order to stick to that calorie deficit. Right. So like, it gets hard to, it's hard to do that. And I, I like forgot about it. And now that I'm in it, I'm like, man, this is hard, but like, it's so rewarding to like reap the results of like being disciplined in that sense. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to be like, so if you're out there and you're like in a deficit, you're like trying to lose weight, whatever it is, like it is challenging. It is hard. And it's like, a mental game sometimes, but just remember like the results that you get is just so rewarding. And like the self-discipline that you have and like that you develop is so rewarding as well. So that was like long-winded, but I was just thinking about that before we hopped on this call of like, man, I just feel, cause I hit a new low this morning. So in yesterday when I was training, Will was like, you look really lean all of a sudden. I'm like, yeah, I'm like losing, like even just two pounds on my like frame of body fat is a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like, you can really tell a difference. Um, but yeah, so I'm like, I, I was just like thinking about that before we got on. No, it's, it's exciting. Hard. Your face looks leaner too. Like I got, you know, I, I, Courtney and I like video chat when we do this, like I can see her and her face looks so much leaner, nice chiseled jawline coming in. <laughs> That's like the first place the the weight loses is is my boobs and my face. (laughs) (laughs) Balance each other out there. (laughs) That's hilarious. But it's it's good. It's so good. Um, I just finally got off my period. Um, and I don't I don't know about all all you ladies listening to this, and something I posted in my story, but like this period kicked my freaking ass. I mean, like I normally, I have have very like regular periods. Like they're very, like I know my period, like by the day, you know, and this period was so different. It was like, I was way more crampy. I was way heavier. Like, for example, and I'm sorry, this is TMI, but I feel that we're mostly women who listen to this. So you ladies know how it is. Like typically on my fourth day of my cycle, like I am like almost done. Like I'm just like, have to wear like a light tampon. And I was literally like bleeding through on my fourth day. I'm like, okay, what is going on? So again, sorry if that's too much TMI, but this is just how it was. And so I told my coach, cause this was unusual for me. And I was just like, you know, cause my first thought was like, oh no, I need to get my hormones checked. Like what's going on. And, um, and she's like, my coach said to my coach works with a lot of female clients. She's like, Hannah, I swear to you, every single one of my female clients said the same exact thing this past month. And I'm like, what? <laughs> That's interesting. So, so yeah, it's a big thing, but, um, but yeah, so finally over that, and I feel so much better than I have in so long, just with like the inflammation I was dealing with, which I'm wondering if that was period related. I know we talked about before that it may have been from the shaker bottle. I was using like a bacterial infection, <laughs> but I just, I wonder if it was just like pre-menstrual cramping and like bloating. I don't know. Cause this period was so weird. I feel so much better today. I feel like I'm 10 pounds lighter. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm feeling great today. There's still no, I still don't understand why my period was as crazy. It was, I'm just going to wait until next cycle and see if it's something that continues. Obviously something I want to, you know, just kind of get blood work done and just make sure everything's good. But, um, but yeah, so I'm feeling like a whole new person today and I'm ready to hit some legs today, <laughs> not cramping every yeah. second of the day. <laughs> Trying to train on your period I, is the oh. worst, especially legs. It's the worst. Like it's literally the worst. And like, I normally, I feel like I have a pretty high pain tolerance. I don't take medication typically for cramps. The other day when I was doing legs and I was cramping, like I was almost like to the point where I wanted to stop. Like that's, and like, for me, like that's not my head. I'm like, this is like bad. Like I never have ever felt like that during a workout. Um, but plus it's just like the worst lifting on legs. It's like, this is gross too, but I always feel like I'm going to like shoot my tampon <laughs> No, I totally so uncomfortable. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's the worst. But it's been great. My week's been great besides that, honestly. (laughs) Feeling like a whole new person today, not feeling bloated for the first time in like three weeks. So I'm like feeling good. (laughs) The week week after your period too is like the best week. Like you feel the best because you like lost all that like water retention and inflammation, like bloating that you were having. And now you just like feel great and you're like ready to go train and like have a good week. (laughs) Um, so that's definitely a fun week, but I'm glad that you're feeling better and your bloat has gotten better too. Like that's that's good. Cause that's no fun. And it's weird too, because my period, um, this last, when I had it last was like heavier and longer, like it lasted longer. And I was like, this is weird. Cause normally I, I can tell like, okay, I'm about to stop bleeding. Like I don't need to wear a tampon, but like, no, I still kept bleeding like longer than I normally do. And I'm like, what is going on? And then I also got that from clients too, of like, they just had worse, like PMS, PMS symptoms, their periods were longer and like heavier. So that's like very interesting, you know, when you brought that up to us, I'm like, huh, like, that's weird that it's all like, everyone has that in common this month. Yeah. It's super weird. And it's still something that I'm like thinking about. I'm like, what is the connection here (laughs) for a minute? I thought it was like my coach and I were talking and we were thinking like, is it like environmental? Cause typically like, I don't know, like animals typically are not that we're animals, but animals in general, like animals, they are breeding, you know, in like the spring and summertime. But it's like, if that were the case, it would happen every year around this time. Like our period is, you know, a little heavier, but that's not the case. So I'm just super intrigued and I want to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, guys, so we're going to talk about just like eating out and traveling and how to stay on track. And we thought this would be a good topic because I'm about to go to Mexico and I love traveling like all the time. Um, and it's just like a big part of mine and my husband's life and we love doing it. Um, but two, you know, like having the flexibility to be able to go out and eat, because I feel like that's one of the biggest concerns that we get from clients is like, you know, well, how am I going to go out to eat? How am I going to make this work? Um, and how can you just like live your life and have that flexibility? And so with like what we do and what we teach and what we educate on is the, is having the flexibility because you do have the education behind the foods that you're putting into your body. So we thought that this would be a really good topic to talk about today. Yes. And, and for sure. And this is something too, like, like the other day, for example, on Facebook, you know how like people will comment like, Hey, I'm looking to like lose weight. What should I do? And it's like, my heart just like breaks at all the comments because like I saw one, a few that said, stop going out to eat. Don't go to restaurants only don't eat carbs. And I'm just like, 
it, it shouldn't be that way because again, as we always talk about in our fitness journey, like you have to learn how to make this sustainable in your life. Obviously we don't expect anyone to never go to a restaurant again. To, eating is such a social thing in this era, you know, and it's all about yeah. just again, like Courtney said, having the education behind it and learning how to make it work and learning just like how to fuel your body and what foods work best for you. And again, this is something that gets easier. It's something that you practice. If you're working with a coach, you know, this is something that gets easier the more that you do it, just like anything you do in life. The more you practice it, the more you learn, the, the easier it's going to get. So um, if you're just starting out in your fitness journey, I think this topic will help you a lot. Cause we're going to kind of go over like, you know, just what to look for at restaurants how to make the best, healthiest, like choices possible. And this is going to look different for each person, again, depending on like your goals, your previous experience, et cetera, but just giving you some general insight that you can still go out to dinners. You can still live your life and also live a healthier lifestyle as well and reach your goals. So I'm really excited for this topic. And I feel it's a really common issue. Most people think, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm cheating. If I go out to dinner, or I'm cheating. If I go out to eat, and, like it shouldn't feel that way. Just learning how to make the best choices and smartest choices possible when you are going out to dinners and restaurants and, and traveling. So, so yeah, there's a lot of info here in this podcast, but yeah, we thought it would be relevant with Courtney traveling and um, especially with you going to like a resort where like you really, you're going to be going to all restaurants, right? Like it's just like restaurant in the morning, lunch, dinner. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's an all-inclusive resort. So it has like buffet styled eating, um, but it also has different like, um, different types of restaurants in terms of like, uh, like Asian and like a steakhouse and they have, you know, like Mexican. So they have like different Oriental like restaurants there, which is cool. Um, but anyways, but yeah, so that eating there is definitely, it's whatever you have available. You like just make yeah. the best ed- educated decision that you can in terms of eating, um, protein, I feel like is a little like scarce in terms of lean protein sources. Yeah. So that um, always make sure to take some of that stuff with me. But, um, in terms of like planning, um, uh, with eating out and traveling and things like that, uh, I was going to say something and I lost my train of thought. Of like, <laughs> I always do that. When you, were, when you were talking, I was like, Oh, I'm going to say that. Um, it'll come back. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways, when it comes to like eating out and, and traveling, being able to, Oh, what I was going to say is it depends on what phase you're in. Right. So like I have a I'm a lot more flexible with this when I'm not dieting. Uh, And I have a lot less like preparation in place when I'm not dieting. Right. So like if you're dieting, you're in a calorie deficit, you're trying to lose weight right now. This is going to be more like we need to do this. Like we need to plan ahead. We need to be more structured with our eating out and things like that. But if you're not in a dieting phase and maybe you're maintaining or you're like building muscle um, or something like that, you have more flexibility to be able to just eat to like fuel your body, but also maybe enjoy some things that you wouldn't typically enjoy, like a burger or, you know, a slice of pizza or some wings or like whatever it may be. Um, You have more flexibility in that sense, but in a dieting phase, like I, like I am. And now I haven't given up eating out, eating out altogether. I've just had to make different decisions than I would if I wasn't in this dieting phase, if that makes sense. Um, so with going to like restaurants, if you are dieting and you're trying to lose weight, the best way to go, go about that is to track, uh, uh, like look up the menu ahead of time and try to plan out your meal ahead of time. So that way you're like less stressed when you're there of like, 
oh my God, like, I don't know what to eat. I don't know what's going to help me reach my, you know, my macros or my calorie goal for the day. Like, I don't know what to do. And then it stresses you out. And then you're like already hungry in that moment. So then you just are like, well, whatever. And then we get that effort mindset and then we just eat in order or we order whatever. And then we eat whatever. And then we feel regret afterwards because we didn't take action or do the thing that we had wanted to do that aligned with the goal that we have like for ourselves right now. So then that's where that guilty, like, and kind of like regret come from when we, um, you know, make decisions that we didn't necessarily want to make, but we made it out of like, like rashly, like we made it quickly. Right. Um, so again, if you're in a dieting phase, plan ahead, look at the menus ahead of time, um, and always make sure to, I always recommend tracking those meals ahead of time, like tracking them first, and then you can like build your day around that meal. So that's what I do right now. For example, is if I know like, Hey, we're going to go out this weekend and we're going to go. So like, for example, last weekend, we went to Texas roadhouse and I was super hyped because I love Texas roadhouse. Um, and they have amazing rolls, but obviously with being in a dieting phase, I can't just go ham on the rolls. Like I had to track one roll and then I had to track my meal. Right. And so, um, you know, it's not that I cut out rolls. I'm like, I can't eat those. It's like, no, I incorporated them, but I had to incorporate them more in moderation because I have a goal that I'm trying to reach. Right. So it's not that I gave up carbs or, you know, I gave up all the foods that I loved. I just have to, I just had to make different choices. So I looked at that menu ahead of time. I tracked it in my fitness pal ahead of time. And then I planned the rest of my day in eating around that meal that I really wanted to go out and enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and like Courtney said, like planning ahead is everything. If you can help it, you know, if you, typically I feel yeah. like, you know, like, oh, me and the girls are going to go to Texas Roadhouse tomorrow. Perfect. Look at the menu ahead of time, you know, prioritize that and choose what you're going to get, log that meal. And again, we're going to go over like kind of how to like go about choosing the best meal. Again, that's going to depend on your goals, but log that meal. And like Courtney said, log your other meals around. So that way you're still able to go out, enjoy your time. You're still able to enjoy food that you love and also stay on track to your goals. Like it really can be that simple. All it takes is just the discipline to plan ahead and prepare. And, and like Courtney said, you may have, like, I actually told us to a client this weekend too, like sometimes you have to make sacrifices at restaurants. And I hate to say sacrifice, it's such a strong word, but like sometimes like if you don't have enough macros for something, if you're like, let's say you're in a deficit, you have a goal you're trying to hit, like you have to choose foods that can fit into that, which at restaurants, you can make that happen, you know? So for example, if I'm going to a restaurant, I don't have a whole lot of carbs left, but I'm able to fit a lot of protein and fats in. I'm not going to order a ton of French fries and a ton of rolls because, you know, that's, that's going to put me over my goal. Um, so you just, sometimes you do like, you have to have that discipline to make those sacrifices, to make it fit into your goals. When you are working towards a goal, like Courtney said, this is going to be totally depend on like what goal you're working toward. If you're someone who's like in a deficit, if you're trying to lose weight, right? right now, um, then typically, again, you're going to have to kind of make those, those decisions while at a restaurant. Um, and remember that it's temporary. Like, yeah, yeah. It's not forever. (laughs) Give up forever. Like, you know, I I know that I'm going to be able to go out and have like a burger again one day. Like I haven't had one in like six months, but, uh, (laughs) but I'm going to be able to go out and like get one again. You know, it's just, it's this time that I'm in right now. And the goal that I have is like, sometimes I have to 
you know, switch up some things and I'll make a burger at home and like eat it, you know, here it's not, but like going out to eat, it's completely different, um, <laughs> with like the calories that are in burgers <laughs> when you eat out, but just thinking again, like those again, sacrifice is kind of like a big word to yeah. like, yeah, food, but, um, <laughs> but it really is like that. It's like, you just kind of have to give and take on some things and, and think about like what's worth it and what's not worth it to you. Um, and it is hard. It is a challenge in that sense, but it, it is what it is to be able to get you to your goals and just know that like it's temporary and it's not forever. Um, obviously you have to make those adjustments with living a healthier lifestyle, but it's not forever that you have to give up, you know, certain things when eating out and maybe, you know, splurging a little bit more often or eating a little bit treat more treats and things like that sometimes more often when not in a dieting phase. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. And, and too, like Courtney said, like, like most of the restaurants that are chain restaurants, if you're someone who tracks calories, attracts macros, like you're going to be able to search what you eat and put that in my fitness pal. So for example, if you're going to Texas roadhouse, you're like, Oh, perfect. I'm going to get a six ounce sirloin with a sweet potato on the side and I'll fit one roll in, you know, whatever it may be like log that, like we said, so like, you can typically find that on the pal. Now there, it can be tricky because sometimes not all restaurants are in my fitness pal. So that's again, where you're going to, and this is something too, that's like, it's always hard to explain until like you are educated and like you're learning how to build your plate, you know? Um, so again, taking these tips, I think will help you a lot because I had a client over the weekend. She's like, I don't know what to get. Like I'm at this restaurant. It's not in my fitness town. She's fairly new. I'm like, send me a picture of your plate. And then I showed her like how to log it. So sometimes like if you're looking for a restaurant and you order something, typically it, it might not be on my fitness pal. So what you do in that situation, again, this, if you're someone who uses my fitness pal is you want to just use generic options that you find. So of course it's not going to be exact, but it's still going to be fairly enough in the ballpark. Again, you're still paying attention to portions. You're still trying to make the best decisions possible. And that's what matters most. It's not about hitting that that specific you know option or number spot on um so for example like you know she ordered chicken and rice so I'm like okay let me see it was like a chicken rice I forget what else there was and broccoli and it was some type of weird thing that she couldn't find on my fitness pal I'm like just send me a picture of it so I could show her and so pretty much we just logged we logged each thing individually so it was like a meal I had like chicken rice and vegetables I'm like okay let's log the chicken four ounces, let's log a half cup of rice. And these are just like generic options she used because again, that entry wasn't in my fitness pal. So hope that makes sense. Sometimes you have to do that. And again, I know that can freak some out, especially when they're new because they want it to be like spot on, but sometimes you have to do that. And that's okay because you're also going to be learning in that aspect as well. Um, I always say for like generic options in my fitness pal, try to find the ones with like the verified green check mark. So that way, again, you're, you know, that you're using one that like, you know, is, is verified <laughs> and you're not just using because some people can just like randomly enter things in my fitness pal. So I always try to look for the green check mark or like a big store name. Like I'll use like Kroger rice or Kroger chicken breast. You know, if I'm eating at a restaurant doesn't have those things specifically. Does that make sense? Sorry, that was kind of long-winded there. <laughs> oh yeah, that makes sense. Using the generic entries um, in MyFitnessPal for like restaurants that we, that you go to, because 
it, it's not, it's not about perfection. And we say that all the time. Like, it's just about effort. And like, you're always going to be learning. Like we can do this now, like in the snap of a finger of like tracking our food and figuring it out and like having clients send us things and we're like, oh yeah, like do this, this, and this. And like, that'll, you know, that'll be able, like, that's how you'll be able to log it. Like it's because we've been doing it for years. Um, but in the beginning, you know, it's not something that we like just knew how to do, but if you practice it and you do it, um, and it's better than not doing anything at all, like just log something. Um, because again, it doesn't mean that it has to be like perfect. And I know that that's kind of like frustrating, but there's always room for error when eating out and you just have to like know that and accept that. Um, but again, doing, making the best educated decision that you can, and that gets better with time. Like you're going to understand this a little bit better and how to like build your plate and how to balance out your eating and things like that as well. Um, but having that, option to just track it and then like move on and not worry about being perfect is, you know, what is what we kind of want you to go. Like we want you to just learn throughout that process um, and, and just learn how to like build your plate in general, like always, always, always have a protein source. And so like understanding, and the big thing about tracking your food is you're going to learn when you're eating out, what foods have what in them. And so you're going to be, you're going to be better off, like later down the road with tracking and eating out because you're going to understand ordering food because you're going to understand what's in what food, like what macros are in what foods, you know, and like what foods contain maybe like higher fat or lower carb or higher carb and lower fat. Like you're going to learn all those things and be able to make those more educated decisions when you are eating out. Um, you know, because now I can look at a menu and be like, okay, that's probably like high in fat. That's probably low in carb, or that's probably high in fat. This is a probably decent, like good protein source that I could eat. And then I just build my plate that way, you know? So it, it really does get easier with time. And the more that you do it and the more that you track it, you become more aware of what's in the foods that you're consuming. Yeah, no, for sure. And I feel like we say a lot too, it's like education is everything. And the more that you understand about logging and like, that's what logging will teach you is like portions and how to fill your body properly. And it really makes it so much easier, you know, the more that you do it. But let's say that like, you're someone who you're like, okay, I don't track macros. I don't track my food. I'm just trying to make healthier choices. So um, kind of want to go over how to go about that at a restaurant. Like, you know, you're not really like counting calorie counting or like tracking macros, you're more or less just like kind of trying to change your food choices. So um, again, like Courtney said, you always want to, you always want to, like when I go to a restaurant, my biggest piece of advice is I'm going to pick your protein and your veg first. Um, so with, of course, with a protein source, you're looking at lean meats, you know, fish, chicken, I mean, even maybe, you know, ground beef, depending on what restaurant you're at, you know, you, you guys all know the, the protein cho choices here. You want to think lean meat. Um, there's just typically at any type of sit down restaurant. And then where's my veggies and pick your veggies next. So, um, I always go for like a side salad or sometimes salads will have like a ton of stuff on them. Um, so I always like go for like, like a cup of like green beans or a cup of broccoli. Um, I mean, if you want to get technical, like I'll ask for no butter on them as well, just to help save some calories from there. It's going to be more accurate for me tracking, but for you, for someone that's going to be like a more macro friendly option. Um, and then of course, like depending on from there, I always suggest like, so if you're someone who drinks socially, like, so let's say you have your protein source, your veggie source, like, okay, perfect. I'm going to order the chicken breast. I'm going to get a cup of broccoli on the side. Um, and then either like get like a sweet potato or a potato or, you know, your carb source, or if you're someone who drinks socially, you know, have a drink instead of that carb source. So again, that's just like some general info. If you're someone who just like is trying to like eat healthier at restaurants and you not, don't necessarily have like a plan in place. 
and I'm sure like some of you listening to this, you're probably like, okay, I'm not tracking calories right now. Like, how do I go about this then? So I feel like that's like get good general information. Just always want to prioritize protein and veggies and then kind of choose your carb source from there. <laughs> I hope that that makes sense. I'm trying to explain it. Um, it makes sense in my head, but sometimes explaining it, I'm like, I feel like that sounds really complex, but it can be really simple. <laughs> no, I think you explained it perfectly. Um, it's really just about, I mean, like we all generally have the idea, even if we're in the health and fitness space or on our, you know, fitness journey, like we all have this general education of like, okay, we should eat fruits and vegetables and we should eat protein or like some sort of meat. Um, so we typically have these like ideas, like these are just things that we've been like taught kind of growing up. Right. Um, and so that's how you should build your plate, like make sure that you have a protein source, make sure that you have a veggie source and then, you know, kind of do something or like incorporate something that you wouldn't typically incorporate. If that's like a drink or if that's like a side of French fries or like whatever it may be, um, you have like a pretty good balance there of like, you're getting in a good protein source, you're getting in some veggies, but also you're getting a little bit like fun with, you know, one of the sources of food. And that's typically how I'll go about it too, is like, if I, I love French fries. So like, if I'm like, I want to get some French fries or sweet potato fries, love sweet potato fries. Um, so if I'm like, I need sweet potato fries in my life, then I'll go to the restaurant and be like, okay, I'm just going to get some like grilled chicken probably. And just like a side salad or like some broccoli or green beans or whatever kind of veggie they have on the side. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to get some French fries because I want French fries. And so like, it's a really balanced meal. And it's not like I'm getting a burger that's like a thousand calories and then a side of French fries you know, that's like another 500 calories. And then I'm getting a a beer or a drink. That's like another two to 300 calories. Like I'm having a well-balanced meal of like incorporating protein, a veggie, and then also, you know, some sweet potato fries. And then like, maybe if I wanted to get like a skinny margarita or something like that on the side too, but that's a pretty well-balanced meal. And and it's like a well-balanced meal in terms of you have a pretty good balance of protein, carb, and fat on your plate. Yeah, no, that's a really good point you brought up too. Just like being careful on like what you choose as your entree, depending on like what else you want with it. And too, like I was thinking when you were talking to that, like if you're like vegan or vegetarian, like I feel like a lot of restaurants are like, you know, it's 2022, like a lot of restaurants are up to par on this. So if you're someone who's like, well, I don't eat meat, like what, you know, what should I look for? I would just look at their vegetarian vegan options and just try to make the best choices possible if they have it, you know, which I would say most restaurants do have like vegetarian options, but you always want to think veggies and, um, you know, just try to make the best choices possible there. So I always forget to mention that when we're talking about protein sources, like I, I work with a lot, of, I have a lot of vegetarian clients and one full vegan client. So I've learned a lot about like different types of protein sources. It's amazing yeah. how other ways you can get protein and it's awesome. <laughs> I'm only like educated on the vegan side of things. I'm not vegan. It's just because I can't have any really yeah. any products besides meat. Um, so I can't have any dairy, any eggs or anything like that. And so like, I'm more aware of like vegan options because I'm always looking for vegan. But then like, if I order something that's like mostly plant-based or vegan, I'll be like, can I get some chicken on top of that too? (laughs) Um, but like, I'm aware of (laughs) foods and like vegan foods, but definitely like a lot of restaurants are more so now they are very nowadays are very like allergen friendly, like macro or not macro friendly, but like, um, vegetarian friendly, like vegan friendly, all of those things. Um, because I just feel like in the world we live in now, there's just more and more and more of that. Um, so they're like more accommodating to those things. 
Yeah. Yeah. And too, like, just like, just overall, as far as like the restaurant side of things, like you just want to think portions and prioritize protein. You just don't want to overindulge. You don't want to overdo it. Again, just, you have to think portions here, my protein source, my veggie source. And then, you know, if you have the macros for it, or again, if you're just someone who's generally trying to eat better, having just like that one side, you know, or that one drink instead of like all the things like Courtney was saying, and that, that alone will make such a difference. You just don't want to overdo it. Um, because I feel like that's really easy to do at restaurants typically with the types of foods they have to it's so easy to eat 2000 calories in one sitting you know mostly from carbs and fats so um so hopefully this is helpful with the with the rest yeah. of the things and so, if i go to like a mexican restaurant you know how like they'll they'll give you rice and they'll give you beans and they'll give you like tortilla wraps and then you also get chips and salsa yeah. So like you get all of this food and like, I love Mexican, but like I, you have to learn how to like balance all of that out. So like, I'll have a little bit of chips and salsa. I'll leave it like I'll order a fajita because it has a ton of chicken and like veggies in it. I'll ask for light oil. Um, and then I won't eat the tortilla wraps and like, but I'm still enjoying a lot of everything that I, you know, that I got, um, still enjoying what I want to enjoy. It's just about, again, making those like swaps and kind of balance balancing things out a little bit better that make it sounds silly, but it makes the biggest difference in the long run in, in trying to still incorporate all these things and live a flexible lifestyle in terms of eating, but also live a healthy lifestyle and be able to, you know, reach our goals as well. Yeah, 100%. And again, the more that you guys study, not that you have to study menus, but the more that you really start paying attention to the menu and start to plan ahead and make these decisions, it's going to get so much easier. Like you're going to learn so much more of just how to eat, you know, the best that you can that's fitting for like your overall health at restaurants and, you know, remembering not to restrict yourself entirely, but also remembering to be aware of portions and just not overdo it. And and that's going to get something that's, it gets easier the more that you practice it. Just like anything we talk about, it's going to get so much easier the more that you prioritize it and practice it. (laughs) And something else like to be a, like to not do is to not starve yourself all day before you go out to a dinner. Mm -hmm. That's like the worst possible thing that you can do, because if you're starving, going into a dinner, you're absolutely going to make not the best decisions for your nutrition goals yeah. in yeah. general. It's literally like, like if you're drunk, you know, when you're drunk, yeah. you literally make bad choices. It's the same thing with hunger. <laughs> yeah. Like you're, you're hangry. So you're like, yeah. I just eat everything that's in front of me. So don't go four or five or longer hours without eating something before you go into a dinner out. Um, and that's something that I used to do. I'm like, Oh, I'm going out to eat. So like, I want to be really hungry so I can eat everything. Um, or, or so that way I'm hungry for all this like yummy food that we're going to be getting, but like, that's the worst thing that you can do because you're going to go in and you're just going to make not a great decision. Even if you made a plan before you're like, screw that plan. I'm hungry. Like I want to eat whatever. Um, and so you'll go into the, that dinner, like getting whatever, but if you had a dinner, like, or a meal prior to going to dinner, maybe like a couple hours before, and you just feel pretty satisfied, like you're getting to that point of like getting a little bit hungrier, like it's time for dinner, but you're not absolutely starving to where you're going to eat like everything. (laughs) 
100 that's such a good point you brought up because I used to have that that same mentality when I was younger I'd be like oh me and my family are going out to dinner tonight I'm barely gonna I'm just gonna eat like a bird all day so I you know can eat everything and like you don't want to have that mindset because again that's gonna lead to just a really toxic relationship with food but also like it's gonna leave you feeling like uncomfortably full like you're gonna be hangry before you get there you're not gonna make the best choices and it's just not good (laughs) so you want to just eat throughout the day you know of course you can eat a little lighter but still prioritize protein get your veggies in um and just plan ahead and like you just don't want to have that mindset because I've totally been there (laughs) talk about for like holidays and stuff like don't go all day on Thanksgiving without eating until you get to Thanksgiving dinner and then you go ham like yeah there's a ton of food there but still you like you want to eat maybe a little bit less during the day because you're going to be eating a larger dinner but still eat like that's the worst thing that you can do is just go throughout your day and not eat and just like starve and be so hangry that you just don't make the best decisions when you when it comes to the food that you're around and this can be this goes for anybody like even us being in our fitness journey for so long and we're like really well versed in our education and like our decision-making, but even to a point, like if we allow ourselves to starve, like we get to a point where we're like, okay, I just want to eat whatever. Like it still happens. Like we're all human. Like it's, it's just a part of the science behind how our body works. Like you need energy now. So like eat whatever's in front of you. Um, and so those people, you know, if you're listening to this and you go all day without eating, stop doing that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to have that mindset of like, oh, I just need to like barely eat so I can have enough calories for later. It's like, don't, don't do that. (laughs) You're just setting yourself up to feel really sick from overindulging and from feeling hangry. And I don't know about you. I hate feeling hangry. I hate feeling hungry. I'm dealing with it right now. Yeah, it's literally the worst. I'm like, I have to eat every two hours. John is always just like, it's insane. Cause like, if we go to a restaurant, that's like kind of far away, I'll eat on the way there. <laughs> He's like, you are crazy. Like, I can't believe you're eating on the way to this restaurant. I'm like, well, I'm just planning ahead. I got to get my protein in. Um, and you know, I don't want to be hangry by the time I get there. And I always do. I always drink like a full cup of water. At least I try to before the meal comes, or at least just like drink on water. That'll help you a lot as well. <laughs> You normally have to wait for your food anyways, like when you get to a restaurant. So if you're going like two hours before the restaurant eating, and then you're going like an hour after you get to the restaurant, like you do get to a point where you're like, all right, I'm just so hungry. Like I'm ready to eat. Um, so eating like you, like you just mentioned, like beforehand is a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's just something small. Yeah. Like a Greek yogurt. I know you can't have dairy, but like, you know, just something that's like small, even like a piece of fruit, you know, this to help curb that like intense hunger feeling <laughs> or to help avoid it. I, I do it all the time. And it really helps me a lot with making better decisions at restaurants. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but also too, just like, you know, digging in since Courtney's traveling, you know, obviously we covered how to go about like eating at restaurants and like, you know, typically when you're traveling, you're going to be going to restaurants that, you know, a lot more than usual. So always taking that advice with you. And just like on a side note too, just with like traveling and eating and how to make the best choices possible. Um, you know, of course, if you're like flying or driving, something we always tell our clients is like have to go options. So like for me, like if I'm going to the airport for a flight, like I always like to be prepared ahead of time because I know I'm going to be hungry. Obviously there's restaurants at the airport. I'm sure some of you are going to be eating at the airport. That's fine too. But for me, I like to have snacks for like the flight too. So you want to think to go options. So protein shakes or protein powder, um, rice cakes, tuna packets, um, fruits. I'm trying to think things you're able to take on a plane. You're able to take anything on a flight that like hasn't been open. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) 
Yeah. So I always take like rice cakes and um, tuna packets. So that way, like I'm on the flight, because typically on flights, like you don't have the best food options, depending on like what flight you're on or what if you're sitting first class or whatever it may be. Um, but I always just like to have food on hand because typically I'm hungry in the middle of the flight and I don't want to eat like random snacks that they're giving out because they're typically like just like little like snack bags. I'm like, no, I need my protein. Like girls got to eat. <laughs> If you're eating tuna on the plane, everyone around you is going to hate you. <laughs> Just know that. And I forget a fork every time. I cannot tell you how many times I've eaten like uh, tuna with my fingers on on a plane. I'm like, these people really hate life. <laughs> but like this girl, I'm also like really gassy on planes too. So not only that, but like with my tuna bag, they're probably like, get this girl off this plane. <laughs> 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 Uh, but yeah, those are good. Those are good sources for me. Like I'll typically take, uh, like protein powders with me. Um, if you can order, like sometimes you can order like individual, like, uh, packages of like to go proteins from some, like, um, some like, uh, supplement companies and things like that, but getting those or, you know, taking rice cakes, taking like just an apple or banana or orange or something like that on the plane. Um, sometimes after I get through like TSA, I'll go to like the little store and, and just pick up like some snacks of maybe like some things that I didn't bring with me. Um, but sometimes they'll have, you know, like they'll have like tuna packets in there or they'll have um they they have protein bars typically um protein shakes they do have protein shakes now um like in the airports too and things like that um not anything that I can normally just grab and go but if I do I'll like go to one of the restaurants or something if it's you know the right time of the day to be able to order a food order food and I'll normally get some like grilled chicken or something like that um, from, uh, from like one of the restaurants that are there or like a bagel and like, I don't know, a bagel with something on it, but you can get like bagels and eggs and, or like egg whites at some places, uh, for like breakfast or like an English muffin and stuff like that as well. But, um, again, this all just comes back to being like educated and like knowing, what foods are what and like how to build balanced meals. And the reason that we like teach tracking and like we use it so often, like for ourselves and our clients is because it teaches you, it teaches you that and it educates you. Right. So it's just a great educational tool. Um, it's not that you have to track forever, but it teaches you how to mentally keep track and balance your foods, um, with the meals that you are having. So that way you can live that like healthy lifestyle and give your body the foods that it needs on a day-to-day basis to, you know, like maintain your health and just like maintain your weight and things like that as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And again, like it's something that the more you do it, the easier it's going to get. And, you know, you just want to think for any situation that you're in with food, like just to like overall, whether it's at a restaurant or, you know, whether you're trying to plan meals for a road trip or a flight, or, um, you know, if you're going to a wedding, it's like, you just want to think portions, where's my protein source, where's my veggie source, and then leave a little room for like a drink or like a side, you know, um, and just having that simple mind. That's kind of what we teach our clients like throughout the holidays, which I feel like around the holidays, we should do like an in-depth episode of like how to go about the holidays. I think that'd be great because it's similar to this, but, um, just building your plate and again, prioritizing protein, getting your veggies in and, you know, just not eating till you're past full. And like, you're going to be just fine with portions that way. If you really follow that religiously. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. Like I traveled 
dude, I don't even know how many trips like we went on last year. Like we went to that EDM concert last year. And then, um, I did two trips to Mexico last year. I went to Las Vegas last year. Um, like I just went, like, I just went everywhere last year and I did not gain weight on any of my trips. And it's because I follow these simple like rules and it's, it's the years of, you know, just being educated and and practicing, um, you know, balance within my foods. Like I don't feel the need to go crazy when I'm on trips or on vacations because I live a very flexible eating lifestyle and I know how to eat for my body and for my goals. And that's just something that is acquired over time, but you have to practice it, right? So like you have to, you know, go to restaurants and order meals and like understand and track and educate yourself on those things. So that way you can you know, be like me and go on multiple trips a year and not gain weight. And, and, you know, but now like some people go on vacation and they gain 10 pounds. Like you don't have, it doesn't have to be that way. Um, and you don't have to be restrictive or, and you don't have to, you know, just eat salads and, and chicken leading up until your vacations either to lose weight. Like you can be in a good, healthy spot before you go on vacations. Um, and, and just have a better, like, healthier relationship with yourself and with eating and all of these things. Um, when you learn more about your nutrition and you just become more educated, like that's just super important is the education side of things, which is why like, we're so adamant about that, like with our clients and teaching them how to do that and just be able to live a a healthy lifestyle, like to the goals that they have and like what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah, 100%. And like, it's just like our ultimate goal for this, for like you guys and just for our clients is like, like to be like us and just like be able to go into any situation and not have any stress about food because we just know exactly how to accommodate when we need to. And that takes time. It's not something that's going to happen overnight, but that's why, again, we're kind of going over this episode, just preaching this because it's something that you can practice. Even if you don't have a coach, you know, practicing, researching portions, researching flexible dieting, researching, you know, looking up protein sources and, you know, taking the time to plan ahead when you're going out to dinners or going on, re- on vacations and these things with staying consistent to that it'll make a big difference for you um, just in your overall and just like it helps with like self-discipline as well, you know, and just having that education. So, so we hope this was helpful. I know it's like a lot of info here, but just in general, again, just knowing how to go about restaurants, plan ahead, going over how to build your plate. If you start to practice that, it really can make a big difference and it'll teach you too, like how to eat in portions, how to prioritize protein. So it can go a long way if you just really take the time to practice it and, you know, keep practicing it over a consistent period of time. Yeah. And then, you know, I always like to say it's just a short period of like being educated. It's just like a career, right? Like you go to college, you get a degree or you go through like trade school, whatever it is for a time period to learn something, to practice something, to become educated on whatever it is. And then you have a career, you know, forever based off of that education and that time that you spent practicing. Like it's the same thing that applies here to flexible dieting and learning how to eat for your body and for your health and for your goals is like, once you spend the time to learn that, like that's something that you get to take with you forever and that you're always going to know. Um, and so like, I'm just very thankful that I learned all of this at a younger age. Um, and now like I have this to kind of carry with me, you know, throughout my life now. And like, as an adult and as I have kids and like being able to teach, you know, them how to eat as well, like in a healthy way, 
and just have those healthy relationships with themselves and with their body and allowing them to like feel good, like, you know, that we do now and that we teach our clients and all of those things. So this kind of just goes hand in hand of like learning how to live your lifestyle or learning how to live your life and enjoy all the things of life because food is just a big part of the culture that we live in. And so learning how to navigate that is just really, really important. Yeah. It really is everything. And, and, you know, as always, like you guys should, if you aren't, you should definitely follow our social media pages, our team page. Like we're always giving out a ton of info because that's like our overall goal for our clients and for anyone, you know, in our audience, like we want you guys to learn a lifestyle that is sustainable. You know, we're not about quick fixes and we're about learning how, teaching you how to reach your goals and learning how to maintain it the rest of your life (laughs) and how to live a healthier lifestyle. So, um, I definitely recommend listening to our podcast. This is like the first episode you're listening to, you know, going back, we go over tons of things like this that can help you with like long-term success um following our pages which again are always linked at the bottom here um and as always like feel free to reach out to our pages if you ever have questions on anything we talk about or just need any advice our inboxes are always open (laughs) thank you for bearing with me and my sinusy voice (laughs) (laughs) i think it's cute (laughs) thank you guys so much we hope you have a great day and we hope this was helpful Bye, Bye guys.